Welcome to the Joy Felipe Bruce podcast. Sister Joy Felipe is a daughter of Bishop Dag Heward Mills and the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Cathedral of the United Denominations, originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. The Fountain of Life Cathedral is a thriving church of young, energetic people full of life for the Lord. Sister Joy is also an itinerant minister of Dag Heward Mills Ministries. She travels extensively, holding pastors' conferences and bringing ministry-related books by Bishop Dag Heward Mills to the nations. She is the evangelist of the Blessed Salvation Crusade. Now be blessed and refreshed as you listen to this inspired message by Sister Joy. shepherd of the house. We have the shepherd of the house that a word from her will increase your faith. It is going to help you for the week. A word from her will bring the anointing on your life. And I'm, I'm, I'm happy to announce that our pastor is in the house. And then church, I want you to be on your feet. And let us welcome our pastor, our prophet, Episcopal Sister Joy. Hallelujah. Lift up your hands to the Lord this morning. Thank him for another Sunday in his presence. Thank him that he's sorting us out. He's just sorting us out. Give him praise this morning. Hallelujah. Father, we are so thankful. We are grateful to you this color-blocking Sunday. Thank you that you are the one who gave us trees for food. Oil to make our face shine, water to refresh us, color to encourage us. This morning as your word comes, may we be encouraged. May we be stirred up in our spirit, man. May we never be the same after this, in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Take your seat. Wow. Ask your neighbor, what color are you wearing? Ask your neighbor, are you colorblind or? Hey, are you there? Hallelujah. What is the use of color blocking? That's the use, exactly that, color blocking. But please, so I've had enough problems this morning already. Amen. But the use is exactly that, to block, to block colors and to be happy in life. Some of you, dear, no matter what we do, you will not be happy. I've left you to yourself, but the rest of us will do and we'll be laughing. Hey! Are you in the house? I didn't wear anything colorful because I didn't. You see, whatever you call color, that's... Sylvester was giving his testimony. If he had stood here to say that he received... Seeing people rushing to come and tap. Come and tap. The guy is telling you that he has increased his seed of you and you are sitting down there like a monkey who doesn't mind what's going on. Allow me to insult you small this morning, Niger. So ask your neighbor, are you a student? Please, so give me sound. I'm, I, I don't want to shout. Give me sound. Eh? 
What do your neighbor say? Ask your neighbor, what's your CWA? No, no, get an answer. Get an answer. 40, 45, no money. 50, 55. Your CWA is 61. Only 61. You are so satisfied that somebody is talking about a CWA over 80 and you cannot even receive it. You are so empty in your head. Total dunderhead that you can't even... <laughs> hey, why are they insulting us this morning? I have to insult you. Ah, when I see foolishness, I have to say. Ah, if the man had said 2,000, you would have run to come and collect. Meanwhile, CW of 85 is more than 2,000. Please tell your neighbor, have you seen our mind? Though? Have you seen my mind? In fact, but tell your neighbor, I've tapped it. I've tapped it in the heavenlies. And one of the reasons is because you don't believe in spiritual things. That's one of the reasons. You don't believe that by spiritual means, something can happen. Yeah. That is very, very possible. Yeah. That by spiritual means, somebody whose head does not work can begin to work. But you see, you trust yourself. If I sit down and then it will work. That's what you imagine. You haven't had a running stomach at the wrong time. A mosquito has not beaten you at the wrong time in the, in the semester. That's when you will know that you can go to a point and no further and you need the help of God. You have never read something. When you get there, you see the paper, Charlie, mind block. Meanwhile, you knew it before. Uh, let me preach. If I follow you, I will, I will go off course. <laughs> anyway, I have a couple of very important announcements that I need you to listen to. Amen? Are you here? Good. How many of you are aware that Good Friday is coming? Some of you are not aware Good Friday is coming. How many of you are aware that Good Friday is coming? Ah! Thank you. Participate in the service, Kakra. Oh. Sing, you won't sing. Open Bible, you won't open. Lift your hand to you and lift. How many ask a question to you? Just there. Oh. <laughs> anyway, this year, Good Friday, as we have been doing for the past three years, this is our fourth year, we are gathering the entire church in Kumasi. All Bishop Dag's children, we are gathering in one place. This year, the place is the Rich Park. Amen. And we are going there for a fantastic service. We will have our own portion of the service. And at a certain time, we'll check into Accra. Now, in Accra, they are gathering about 150,000 people. And here in Kumasi, we're going to be gathering 20,000 people in one place. Amen. It's a good place to put your hands together. Amen. And we are part of it. Is that okay? We are part of it. Some of you have already found yourselves on various committees doing various things. We are all part. If you are planning to go home during Easter, my advice to you as your pastor, please go on Holy Saturday so that the Good Friday program, you are part of it. Do you understand? Do you understand? Yeah. So make a real attempt. If you go before, my cover is not with you. Uh-huh. No, because it's not that you see, a few people will say they are going to go and join the large gathering in Accra, but most, that is not it. That is not it. Many are just going home. Tell me I'm lying. I've been your pastor for some years. Uh-huh. I've been your pastor for some years. Are you there? So Holy Saturday, pa, those of you who are going, but most people are not going anywhere. And we're going to be here Good Friday. And I am asking you to stay. And we're going to go to this large gathering. And I tell you that everything that happens in Accra happens here. 
Yeah, you may think that it's just a screen, but when we tune in, the same salvations, when we tune in, the same healings. Yeah, yeah. Shall I take you, tell you a secret? Personally, I prefer it in Kumasi. I'll tell you why. By the time 150,000 people are gathering in, when you are even sitting here, you see more here than they see. Yeah. Uh, you see that you are suddenly quiet. You have not thought about it. It's like watching, watching a football match. When you are in the stadium, you are seeing something. But the person watching here, watching on his screen, he sees more than you do. He doesn't miss the goal. You can be in the stadium. They'll score the goal and say, what happened? What happened? What happened? What? <laughs> Amen. So are you saying that people shouldn't go? No, by all means, those in Accra should go. What I'm saying is that if you are here, participate. Amen. Now, as part of our preparation towards this, we have a whole number of things that are going on, and some of it is prayer. Prayer. And I want to just read a couple of things. So, we will be posting daily prayer points on pages towards the Good Friday service. And it's our hope that we will all set time aside to pray for the service because it's an opportunity to labor to be blessed. There will be some face-to-face meetings and we strongly encourage you to participate. We also encourage everyone who is part of praying to also invite 10 people to the service. Now for us in Kumase, what we have done is this. We have organized a certain number of hours of prayer. If you are a pastor, if you are a shepherd, the center leader, the center leader, you will get your message. Amen? But we are praying every day. But there are two dates I want you to take note of. On the 27th of March, there will be a council prayer right here. That means that all of us who are part of whatever we are doing in ADSA will gather here. Are you getting me? It's happening in other places. All churches, Bantama Council, they will meet there. All there are about 60-something of them. All those under Sokwa are meeting there. All those under Tonsu are meeting there. And there's an all-night. Are you here? There's an all-night prayer time. You don't want to miss it. You don't want to miss it. And then on Thursday, the 9th of April, all of us who are church members will gather on the park where we'll have the program. And we will pray from 8 p.m. to 10. I can promise you that it will be something. It will be something. Yeah. Many churches have meetings on Packs. But when all of us gather there, I can promise you that it will be something. Amen. So you want to put these two dates aside and you want to plan to be there. Um, Friday, 27th March, and what? 9th April. Now, in the various groups that you are in, you also see the daily messages that will come forth. If you're a pastor, you're praying one hour a day. If you're a center director, one hour a day. Basanta, when I say you are praying one hour a day, not that in addition to all that you do. If you are a Basanta leader, minister, Basanta leader, shepherd, you'll be praying 30 minutes a day all towards Good Friday. Amen. So when the prayer topics come up on your page, actually pray them. Actually pray them. Is that okay? Oh, is it okay? Powerful. The way you are trying to do quiet, quiet, you know. Means yes, yeah. Hallelujah. Okay, this is the present service. I really like this service. I really like this service. I really like this service. Yeah. I really like this service. And I believe that when God is around, he sorts us out. Many things that should be problems are not problems. 
And so if you have decided that this is your service, try to be here always. Try to be here always. Because we are learning point upon point, precept upon precept. Is that okay? And we are learning to enjoy the presence. We are learning to come into the presence of God. Hallelujah. And I've been sharing with you about the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the, is the personality of God on earth today. I've shared with you how in the Old Testament, it was God the Father, isn't it? New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, it was Jesus. And as Jesus was leaving, he says, it's better for you. It is better for you that the Holy Spirit comes. And we see in Acts chapter 2, the Holy Spirit lands and it's like, I've come until it is time for to the end of the ages when Jesus is returning. Amen. So he is the one who is here with us right now. And so we are learning about the Holy Spirit. And to the degree that you can, you can receive and just accept him. Because you understand to a point. Beyond a certain point, you may not understand. But to the degree that you trust and say, the Lord, just have your way. To that degree, you also experience his presence. Amen. I believe I shared with you three important relationships of the Holy Spirit with believers. The first one was the Holy Spirit in us. And I talked to you about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. How many of us are baptized in the Holy Spirit? The evidence is that you speak in tongues. Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. If your hand is not up, I don't know whether it means you don't speak in tongues or you don't know that that is the Holy Spirit in you. Okay? The second one I shared with you, I said the Holy Spirit upon us, which is what we know as the anointing. And that's what we've been studying for the past two or three weeks. And the third one is the Holy Spirit with us, which is the presence. We haven't got to that yet. Today, I'm continuing on the Holy Spirit upon us. The Holy Spirit upon us. Are you there? It was Jesus who taught us in Luke chapter 4. He said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Are you seeing it? And then he says that, why? Because he has anointed me to preach. So that's the one that comes upon us to do something. Amen. To do something. The Holy Spirit who is in us, that's when I'm speaking in tongues, it's for me. It's for me. That's him in me. Are you there? When I speak in tongues, the Bible says I edify myself. It says that I speak mysteries to God. So that's him affecting me. Now, he goes on to say that now we're talking about the Holy Spirit who has come upon. That's the anointing. The anointing is not just for feeling good. The anointing is to do something with. Do you understand? It's to do something with. So you cannot just have the anointing, then you are just feeling happy in life. You're just, you're just there. No, that is not the point. That's not the point. It's always in relation to doing something. Are you here? Yeah. Always in relation. And so I began, began to share with you last week the 15 powerful effects of the anointing upon. Because you see, when God, when, he, when, when the anointing comes upon you, he has an effect on you. He has an effect on you. If they pour hot water on you, it will have an effect on you. If they pour ice cold water on you, it will have an effect on you. Similarly, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he has an effect on you. Amen. Are you there? Or you have closed already? Please ask your neighbor, what's up? Have you closed already? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Some of you come to this service, you want to try and sleep. There is no sleeping spirit here, please. There is no sleeping spirit. Tell your neighbor, tell your neighbor, there's no sleeping spirit here. There's no sleeping spirit here. Hallelujah. 
So we started talking about these powerful effects. Because when he comes upon you, he is coming to enable you to do what he's called you to do. So it must have an effect. And last week I shared with you, and we stayed mainly around Psalm 89. And I shared with you how, number one, he comes to give you supernatural help. Supernatural help. How many of us need some supernatural help? Help that is outside of the ordinary. We need it. I also I need some supernatural help. Hey. Are you there? Supernatural help. I also shared with you about how he will raise you up in your life and ministry. And we were sharing. You see, Psalm 89, it is David. God was telling what he gave to David. And David was also sharing how he, ex- how he experienced it. Are you here? And he realized that, hey, shepherd boy who was walking, chasing after animals. You know, suddenly look at where I'm sitting. Suddenly look at where I'm sitting. And that's an effect of the anointing. That's an effect of the anointing. That the anointing comes upon you and you see yourself that, ah, me that I was like this. Look at where I am. Look at what has happened to me. Lifted up by the anointing. Some of you discover that in my family, nobody has gone to school. Nobody was even a, and nobody amounted to much. They were working very hard. No, it's true. You can work very, very, very hard and, and, and not amount to much. That's why when I hear people saying that, oh, it's by hard work, I'm like, you have not seen something. Yeah. I used to work with farmers in my secular life, and that's where I learned it that, no, no, if it is according to hard work, eh, then our farmers should be the richest people. Meanwhile, they are the poorest. So it's not just hard work. Some of you, you have, le- you have learned, ah, and, your, and your, your marks are, it, it, they are opposite in dimension to the number of hours you are learning. It's true. Hey. You have learned, sir, but as you are learning, the more you are learning, the lower the grades are going. Hey. As you are learning, have you seen some before? Some of you, you have a boss. No matter what you do, the boss is not happy with you. The harder you work, the more you do, the less the boss is happy with you. There are also some, the harder they work, the poorer they are becoming. Hey. May it not be your portion. You know. And so I'm saying to you that but when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, remember he's coming upon you to help you to do something for God. But as you are doing it, something is happening to your life. As you are doing it. Are you there? As you are doing it, something is happening to your life. I am amazed to find myself preaching to you. Oh, cry. That was not my life at all. At all. As the kind of person that kind of child that you don't see, you don't hear, nobody knows, no friends, nothing. Yeah. Till the Holy Ghost came. So the Holy Spirit came. The anointing will establish you in life and ministry. And I was sharing, you see, right now, as this virus has come and is moving our way around, we are seeing who is established and who is not. Eh, by the time you are there, you can't open your shop for one week. Before you are where you have become a poor man. Yes. Now tell me I'm lying. Yeah. By the time you are there, they say that oh, the entire city is on lockdown. Something, 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 something. You suddenly realize that what you thought you were and what you thought you had, it has vaporized. It has vaporized. Hey, the devil has turned on his own system. I tell you. Hmm. What? One of my, my in-laws lives abroad. Sent us a picture. Shops that are overflowing. She sent us pictures. Empty shelves. Empty shelves. It's not closed. Empty shelves. People are panic, going into panic buying, bought everything. You go to the toilet row, toilet row to clean your bottom, you can't find. Hey. Yeah. And I stood there, I said to myself that, that when we experienced this in Ghana, people were using corn husks to clean themselves. At that time, my economy had collapsed. There was nothing. Today, today, 
Over there. Hey. Oh, the devil is wicked. He's wicked. Are you there? Then I believe I got to where I shared with you that he will give you strength. He will give you strength. Please ask your neighbor, how strong are you? Young man, any girl who comes to pass you fall. Young girl, anything in trousers. Oh. Oh. And it is because of the absence of strength. The strength to say no. The strength to say no. Some of you sleeping in quiet. Hey. It's a lack of strength. Some of you, your lack of strength is why your pocket is empty. As soon as you have some money, you spend, 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 spend. It's strength you don't have to look at the thing and say, oh, it's nice, oh, but no. It's nice, but I'm not buying it. It's nice, but I'm not taking it. Hmm. Hmm. Are you in the house? Are you understanding something? But when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, you will suddenly notice that what used to just weaken you doesn't have an effect anymore. Some of you, there on your, as soon as you are there, know then on your screen, pew, there it comes popping up, bigmama.com. Big black, I know. Yeah. But when the Holy Ghost comes upon you, you are even bored. What do they mean? What do they mean? Now, if you are really serious about stopping porn, I will show you a site. When you, it's an app. When you put it on your phone, it doesn't allow those things to open. I will show it to the media people. They'll put it on their screen. Yeah, no, so you just go in. If you are serious about stopping, you see, the reason why it's popping up, my phone, nothing like that pops up because I've not gone there. The reason why it's popping up is that you've been there before. And they saw you come and skim past. And as you have gone past, say, Chai, they will not leave you. They will not leave you. Let's continue. Today... <laughs> Today, I don't know how many points I'll do. I might end up doing just one. But it's so important. If only this one will seep into you. The anointing upon you will protect you from deception. 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 What? I have come across such deceived Christians that I cannot believe it. When you wake up and you say, God does not answer my prayer. You have been deceived. You have been deceived to think that you are so important that God will change his word because of you. That God will become a liar because of you. What deception. Hmm. Yeah, you have been deceived. One of the greatest, most popular deceptions moving around right now is that coming to church is wasting time. Allow me to say it. Yeah. Then they ask you, oh, so why do you go to church like that? Church is wasting. It's a deception. You and I know that if you were not in church, you'd be somewhere. I mean, you must be a deceived parent to think that your child, your child lives 24 hours a day. Oh, let's be serious. Let us just be serious. And you see, it comes from something, but let me not get ahead of myself. Let's read some scriptures. 
Psalm 89 and verse 22 says, the enemy will not deceive him. You see, he will not exact upon him. Another translation says he will not deceive him. Are you there? May you be delivered from deception. Matthew chapter 23 and verse 24. You blind guides who strain at a gnat and swallow a camel. That's deception. An ant, a small issue, you will bring a bomb against it. But a big issue like a camel, you swallow it. And that is why there are people who are legalistically saying things. If you don't do this, you don't tie your hair. Or if you do that, you wear trousers, you won't go to heaven. But they are busy fornicating, stealing, lying. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Are you here? So, the small issue, you have taken it to town. That's how the Pharisees were. Small issue, they have gone to town. But the bigger issues, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? They won't preach it. If you like, listen to most of the preaching going on on the road these days. It's about the outward things, the little things. As if Jesus came to die over trousers or no trousers. I mean, let's be serious for God's sake. Let us be serious. No, no, I agree with you. Some of the trousers, they border on something. I agree with you totally. And some of the things for sheer decency, don't wear them. And I mean, there's a whole lot you can say. But my point is that that's not the essence. How can you follow that one and leave the one that is important? Where is the person's soul going? Are you born again? Have you given your life to Jesus? You won't preach that one. Hey. <laughs> Please don't sleep here. <laughs> don't sleep here. And if you are sitting in row one, two, three, don't sleep. I can see you. Please go to the back so I won't see you. Then I won't embarrass you. <laughs> don't sleep here. Okay. Young man, I'm looking at you. <laughs> don't sleep here. Okay. Hey, are you there? Let's look at Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. That word wiles, wiles of the devil, tricks of the devil, deceptions of the devil seductions of the devil. Are you here? And he says, overcome it by putting on the whole armor of God. The whole armor. And the Lord has given us things to arm ourselves with. And the way to you will escape it as you put that armor on. Are you here? Hey. To seduce somebody is to mislead somebody. And you see, it doesn't, the devil is not a fool. Don't make a mistake. He's not going to come. He knows if I come in a certain way, I'll meet a certain response. So he doesn't come like that. He comes like a friend. He comes mainly in your thoughts. He speaks mainly to your mind. Very insidious. You are just taking it in. You don't even realize that you are taking something in. You see? There was a man. When you hear the bad he did on earth, you wonder whether it was not Satan who had come down. Adolf Hitler. Somebody who, by the time the war had ended, had 
Millions of people had died. And he was so wicked. Even the ways in which they did things. Are you here? At one time, somebody tried to kill him. Just for trying to kill him. He rounded up 5,000 people. Killed them, yeah. It's like you know the name of the person. Or like you're the person's sister. Or like you're the person's classmate. Or they saw you walking with the person two weeks ago. I mean, any reason that he finished all of them. And the way, even the way in which they will kill you. You can see that demons are at work. And this man made them kill six million Jews. You see, you don't know what it is to kill six million Jews. If you know the amount of blood coming from one human being. Can you imagine six million? When our church is full, it's thousand three. So imagine times six. And then you're shooting everybody. Like killing Even where to bury them. Even where to bury them. Are you here? But you see, that man did not grow up um, hating Jews. It's not like where he came from, they hated Jews. No, that was not it. That was not it. That was not it. That was not it. Are you here? He was an artist. Or he thought he was an artist. And he tried to get into the Vienna School of Arts. And when he went, they bounced him. And they said that, no, 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 your art is not good enough. So he didn't get the job he wanted. And so he was jobless. As he was moving around Vienna as a jobless man, he kept on hearing people saying, hey, we don't have jobs because of the Jews. The Jews have got all the money. The Jews are the ones who, because of them, we have this and we have that and that and that. That is where the thing began to enter him. And now it now entered him until he really believed that they were the problem. Seduction. He had been totally seduced. And some of you are so seduced that something which is not your problem is your problem. I remember telling you about my friend who had malaria and took Procode. I mean, the malaria would not go anywhere. <laughs> The sleeping effect in Proco will make you sleep. The para effect in it will bring down the fever small. But at the end of the day, the mosquito that's roaming around, eh, the plasmodium is still roaming. The fever is there. It hasn't gone anywhere. And so when you begin to listen to those things, you will come to a wrong conclusion. You will come to a conclusion. Something that is not the problem is the problem. That's what has happened today. That is why today we have girls who think they are boys. You see, all of us, if you ask most girls, we all went through a period that we didn't like the fact that we were girls. Where we reacted to it somewhere or other. Nobody told us anything. So we just continued growing and one day we grew out of it. So at a certain point, you were cutting your hair, you were wearing trousers, you were wearing kambu, you were doing things like a boy. But one day you decided that I want to wear earrings. One day you decided that I want to do my hair. You just turned. But now these children are in a place where insidiously, as they begin to think I'm a, I'm a boy, there is something they say, you're a boy. It was a mistake. It was a mistake. Then they believe. This week, I have been very amazed to see News articles, not Christian articles, news articles that has been written about this one girl. She has taken the doctors to court. And she said that when she came to them saying that she was a boy, 
that they didn't tell her that you are a girl. But they proceeded to continue to give her hormones. They allowed her to do surgery. They removed her breast. They gave her, she was a man. And after having been a man for several years, she has now woken up that, oh, but I'm a girl and I want to be a girl. And she has come back to say, allow me to be a girl. She has stopped taking the male hormones. And now she's taking the guys to court that when she came, nobody told her, nobody resisted. I'm a if they had resisted you, you would have said discrimination. But you see what I'm sharing with you, you see the insidious, you see? It comes in almost, you don't even know. It's like carbon monoxide. Carbon monoxide is a smellless gas. But it's a killer. It's a killer. So you are there smelling it, but you don't know that it is affecting you. Smelling it and smelling it before you are when when you are when something is happening, you are actually dead. It's true. Some years ago, an entire family, their boiler began to leak because the thing has no smell. They didn't know. The neighbors were there. Ah, we have not seen anybody from this house. Day one. We are in good terms. They've not told us that they are traveling. Day two. By day three, the man picked his voice. He called the police. I don't know, but this family, we always see them as they are passing. They, they have not said anything. When they got there, everybody was dead. They opened the door. The father was at the foot of the uh, steps. Not knowing that the man must have realized something is going on. Was trying to get help and nothing overcame him. He was there, dead. Children in their beds, dead. And they were wondering what it is. And then the people who had entered began to wonder. Then they said, let's get out of here. The common dioxide was still working. And that's when they took something to measure. It had killed them. Some of you, you have placed yourself somewhere. You are so deceived because of the deceptions that have come. Small, 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 small. You are here. Your CWA is 45, 50. But your roommate has told you, it's that church you are going to. You are spending too much time serving God. Spending too much time. Can you not see we are also Christians? We don't do that. Ah, we go to church only one hour. Let me ask you, you yourself, what of any use do you do for one hour in a week? Let me ask you the question again. I said, what, what of significance in your life? What of use in your life do you do for one hour? School, do you go to school for one hour? When you're not well, hospital one hour. <laughs> the major subject that you are doing, is it one hour a week? Even the minor subject you are doing, is it one hour a week? I mean, if the thing is of importance, it takes more than an hour. But you will see deceived people waking up and telling you that you see church there. Just one hour and a half is enough. As if God is dead. As if God can't hear them. As if God can't see you. It's a deception of major proportions. The actual truth is that most of you, if you were not in church, by now you are a vulnerable mattress somewhere. Hmm. No, it's true. Many of you girls, the only reason why you are looking at little Kama is because you are a church goer. That's all. 
Because when you came to school, what was waiting for you? It's true. What was waiting for you? It's only that, you see, that is why somebody who listens to preaching all the time is different from somebody who doesn't. Because, let me read another scripture. Romans chapter 12, verse 21. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. Overcome evil with good. I need to let you see that there is evil if you didn't know it. I don't know where you are living that you don't know it. Evil, real evil. There is real evil in the world. You must be a child not to know. You must be a child. It's a child who runs out into the middle of the street. Not knowing that there's an evil called a car that can take them off the road. Not knowing that there can be a man or a woman who will steal them away. That's a child. But when you have grown small, (laughs) small growing, you know the hair. Danger. There are dangerous things. And the Bible says there is evil in the world. And so if you have any idea of the evil, you must know that something must counter it. And how the devil is just out there insidiously affecting you to evil. That is how preaching is another word, is another something that is also insidiously entering into your spirit. Yeah. That's why it's entering. So when you will see that as you listen to a lot of messages, you become a different person. Yeah, that's why. Just like how as you listen to the manifestations of Satan, you become a different person. And so when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, he now begins to help you to distinguish between good and evil. Yeah. The devil will never suggest to you that you listen to a message of a man of God. Never. Never. That suggestion comes from the Holy Spirit. So as you are doing your something, moving on, then something comes. Somebody seems to say, quiet time today, eh? Your Bible today, eh? Have you read something today? Let's pray. Have you prayed today? That voice that comes to say, I'm waiting for you. That voice that says that, no, no, no. You see, you are rather trying to use your mind, not knowing that your mind, it is a playing field for good and for evil. If you like, follow your mind. Like, I can give you 25 reasons why you should not be here. Number one, the weather is hot. Number two, is Sunday morning. Number three, coronavirus is around. Number four, you are tired. You have not been sleeping. Number five, tomorrow is Miss Sims. Number six, you should be learning by now. Number seven, you don't have money to be coming. Number eight, if you walk, you'll sweat. Number nine, you're going to be sitting by that person you don't talk to. Now, average nine, nine points already. Number ten, you haven't had breakfast yet. You are feeling very hungry. Number eleven, if it is logical reasons, I can tell you that you would think logical reasons into nonsense. You would think logical reasons into nonsense. We don't use logic to follow God. We use faith to follow him. We don't use so-called nyansa because that thing you call nyansa many times is the same as you are sitting and watching it. It is true. Is it not your nyansa that says, I don't like medicine? You'll be following feelings. You'll be a fool right now. No, it's true. Your feelings will make a fool out of you. Your mind, it will lead you astray. It's the mind that led the person to say that I am a boy. 
and next today you are struggling. <laughs> that what you are taking them to court. Oh look. Hey. Amen. Are you in the church? Are you understanding something? I say, are you understanding something? So when the devil is working, it's in a gradual way. It is an, an unnoticed way. The first time you watched pornography. You watched it. And there was a next time and a next time and a next time. And now you are hopelessly hooked. If Holy Ghost doesn't get you out, you have become a pornographist. A pornographist is a rapist. It's a, it's a, it's a what do you call these people who like children? He's a pedophile. He's a masturbator. All those things. He follows pornography. All. What? Wife beater. Uh, what? Oh, you are just going down the line. You didn't see all the strings. The devil is not a fool. He will not show you the strings. There is no rapist who has not watched pornography. Absolutely none. Yes. Are you there? Hey. If you are sitting by a brother or sister or any human being, tell them that stop looking so sanctimonious as if it's not you they are talking about. Some of you, the way you can look holy, eh? Sunday morning, then you go and fetch this your face. For a moment, Satan is even misguided and fooled that, hey, meanwhile, what's going on in your mind? What's in your mind? As they are busy dancing, then you're also looking. Things are going through your mind. As they are leading worship and the girl lifts her hand, your mind is doing something else. It used to be in the past that it's only boys that we used to talk, say certain things about. But today, girls, girls, girls are in it, chasing the boys, sending them messages. As he's there, play the bass, play the organ, then you are also, you are, you are a silly girl. Then you come and send me a text. So, mommy, what should I do? Should I tell him that I like him? You are an idiot. Amen. But you will see that with the anointing upon comes the ability to detect that this is deception. This is deception. This is deception. This is deception. With the anointing upon, you begin to recognize it. With the anointing upon, something begins to stare in you. Uh, no, this is not right. Even though it sounds logical, it's not right. It's not right. The anointing upon, the anointing upon, it will protect you from deception. When the deceptions are everywhere. No, it's true. Everywhere. Hallelujah. Hmm. present service I'm looking for a short point because my time is almost up the anointing upon will deliver you from the afflictions of the devil and Psalm 89 verse 21 says the son of nor the son of wickedness afflict him the son of wickedness will not afflict him nor the son of wickedness afflict him there are afflictions that you will be delivered from because of the anointing. What is an affliction? 
a suffering. A suffering. Are you here? You will find, for instance, that when you are fasting and you pray, pray, in, the, pray in the Holy Spirit, it delivers you. Fasting is a serious affliction. Especially if you do it properly. Yeah, it's a serious affliction. But you discover that you are going through by the help of the Holy Spirit. Amen. That's why, remember, we gave the example that if you, if you have a fast, you don't pray. It has one result. You have a fast, you do pray. It has another result. Are you with me? The anointing upon will cause enemies who fight against you to be destroyed. Psalm 89 and verse 23. It says, but I shall crush his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. And strike those who hate him. Some of you are busy fighting your battles yourself. But the Lord has organized something for you. Yes, yes. I have several times been approached by young ladies who have come to say that this lecturer says if I don't sleep with him, I'll fail the cause. And I've told him, we're going to stand up and pray. He ain't going to fail you. No failing, no cause, no way. Yeah. Why? Because I will crush his adversaries before him and strike those who hate him. A married lecturer who is coming to you or any kind of person who is coming to you to say that he wants to sleep. He's an enemy. He's an adversary. Yeah, and he hates you, actually. He's just after your body. And God will strike him. Are you there? Hey. The anointing upon, I'm trying to finish it today, but I wonder. It will cause you to experience the loving kindness of God. The Lord said, my faithfulness and my loving kindness will be with him. If you look at it, God has been very kind to you. He has been very, very kind to you. Many of you, is ungratefulness that is making you not see it. But if you look well, you see that God has been kind to you. Look at you this morning as you have bathed and dressed yourself and come to sit here. Is this the normal you? Hallelujah. Amen. My loving kindness will be with you. The Lord has been very good to us and very, very kind to us. When you forget it, you become a disgruntled person. When you forget that he has been good to you. I want you for a moment, think back to how you were five years ago, six years ago. Or think about a tragedy that struck you and you are still up and walking. You don't know that people have been through those tragedies and they never got up again. When I say got up, that was it. That was it. But somehow... You pulled yourself together. You didn't know it was God helping you. And his loving kindness pulling you together and helping you. There are some of you, when you come and you sit with me and you tell me how your lives are and what you are going through, I marvel at the goodness of God. Because I can see that you, you were a candidate for madness. Based on the pressure and the tragedy. Based on the difficulty. Based on what has gone on. And yet somehow, he has managed you. You see, it's not that you feel managed though. <laughs> but he has managed you. I hope you're understanding the point I'm making. Not that you are walking around feeling that someone is carrying you. But when you look back, you realize that he actually carried you. He actually carried you. I have people in this church who from first year to fourth year, they never had any support. And they are finished school. They are finished school. They are not in debt. They have their results. Yes. We were all here. One of our lady pastors said, I'm going to do her master's. 
18,000 Ghana cities. She had no job, no support from home, no nothing. Passed through pepe, pepe, no debt. If it is not just the loving kindness of God doing something. And he's doing the same for you, but you have not paused to say thank you. You have just gone on to the next problem. Are you here? As for a problem, there will always be you. As a problem, there will always be something. Because if there was nothing, we will not talk to him. <laughs> the way we human beings are. If there was nothing, if God solved all your issues, you won't even give him good morning. The way you are. Look at how it is. Look at how you are hot and poor. He has to convince you to talk to him. Mm. Push your neighbor and say, neighbor, is that you? As you tell your neighbor, think, think back, think a little. Think a little. Think back a little. If you think back a little, no pay. Or go and take your old photograph. There's nothing like an old photograph to, to, to let you see the goodness of God. Ah, look at how you were. Recently, I was looking at one of my young ladies who I've known for a very long time. She was a very ugly little girl. Goodness gracious. Hey. Very, very, very ugly. Hey. And as she became a teenager, she became uglier. Hey. And I used to wonder, oh, mercy, Lord, mercy. And I used to say, hey, what is going to happen to this child? What will happen? Years have passed. Years have passed. What a beautiful young woman. I said, what a beautiful young woman. But in fact, her stats. Hey! And some of you are here today. That's your story. Ugly! Hey! In fact, they used to call you Ugolino. <laughs> hey! They used to call you Ugolino in school because you were so ugly! But look at how God has massaged you, fed you, coaxed you, managed you until you cry. You are looking like a person as you are sitting here. Oh, come on, give the Lord a hand clap this morning. Ah, Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. Psalm 89 and verse 25, I end with this one. I shall also set his hand on the sea and his right hand on the rivers. The anointing upon will cause you to expand. He'll cause you to expand. What are you doing that needs to grow? He'll cause it to grow. Some of you are center leaders. You can only gather 10 people. He'll cause you to expand and gather 30 and gather 50. Are you there? Some of you have businesses. He will cause it to expand. Some of you have talents. You are doing things, but you are doing it in front of small, small, small groupings. But he will cause you to expand. Amen? He will cause you to expand. That is the anointing when it comes upon us. You are a seamstress. Only people who sew dresses for three Ghana cities, they are the only type that come to you. You are a tailor. When they come, they only pay you what? A shirt is what? Seven Ghana. You are a barber. When you finish barbing the hair, they pay you what? Four Ghana cities. But when the anointing comes upon you, you see, you are sitting oh, because you don't understand what I'm saying. I remember a barbering shop in Accra. I don't barber my hair. My sons were trying to go there. 
when they got there, they were told that it's by appointment. It's by appointment, and when you get there, then they charge you what? I've forgotten the price. 50 Ghana for barbie your hair. You gotta have an appointment. But these guys, five Ghana City, seven Ghana City, what appointment from where? You don't need any appointment to see them. But I see you becoming somebody that the Lord is expanding. He's making you grow. Hallelujah. When you go and you are going through your thesis and you are doing your presentation, you are shaking. But the time will come when he expands you. Presentation is nothing. You just put it together. No, you are just sharing it. And I mean, I mean, because of the anointing upon He has come upon you for work, but you also benefit. And he does something in your life. Lift up your two hands before the Lord. Lift up the two hands. Ask him to help you to be aware of the anointing upon. The anointing upon. The anointing upon. Oh, yes. The anointing upon. Today, that spirit of deception is falling off some of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You thought you were coming to church as a favor to God. But that deception is falling off you. You thought God was wasting your time. It's a lie from hell. And you are coming out of it today in the name of Jesus. As you work for him, as you serve him, he's bringing glory upon your life. He's strengthening you. He's lifting you up. And it is the devil speaking through man. That is what you have been listening to. But today... Hold on. I just feel I need to share this as well. In Matthew chapter 16, it was Peter who was trying to stop Jesus from going out to the cross. Deception. Deception. Some of you, the person deceiving you is close to you. The person deceiving you is somebody who loves you. The person who is speaking and you are hearing. Yeah. And you need to see. That's why I say you need the Holy Spirit. Jesus saw Satan speaking through Peter. Today, as you pray, May the Lord show you Satan speaking through that person. Jesus. When you hear that voice, you know that this is Satan speaking. Yes. Lift up your voice. My Lift son. up your voice. Mianda. We have to bring down the deception that is moving. Bring it down in the name of Jesus. Oh yes, some of you need to say, get me behind me, Satan. Get me behind me, Satan. Get me behind me. Get me behind me, Satan. Get me behind me, Satan. Get me behind me, Satan. Thank you for the anointing upon. May we be delivered from deception. Jesus. May we locate the devil everywhere that he tries to hit us. May we see him. And may we throw him out of our, our way in the name of Jesus. By the anointing upon. May you be anointed. Yes. May you be anointed. Yes. The Holy Spirit upon you to do exploits for the Lord. Amen. And as you do them, you are delivered. Amen. And as you do them, you are strengthened. Amen. As you do it, you are lifted up. Amen. As you do it, you are established. Amen. The presence of God, the blessing of God. David realized he was blessed. I see you rising up and becoming more 
than where you came from. Because of you, your family will be delivered. Amen. Because of you, your family will prosper. Amen. Because of you, your family will make it to heaven. Amen. Because of you. Oh, we thank you, Lord. We are so grateful. We are so grateful. This morning, as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here. You've not given your life to Jesus. That's, you need to do that to experience the anointing of, upon. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you are saying that my relationship with the Lord is not the best, but I want it to improve. I want to pray with you. If that is your prayer this morning, you're saying I want to receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. I'm not so sure of my stand with him. Lift up your right hand then. Lift up your right hand. You're not sure, but you're saying I want to be sure. Just lift up your right hand. We're going to pray together. Lift up your right hand. We're going to pray. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed. Maybe you don't want to lift up your hand also. And maybe you want to lift it. But I want to pray with you. Just come to me this morning. Step out and come. You want to give your life to Jesus. Come. Just come to me. I want to pray with you. Just come to me. Just come. Just come. God bless you as you come. Just come. Just come. Just come. You want to give your life to Jesus? Step out and come. It's not only children who need Jesus. You also need him. Step out and come. out and come. You came because somebody invited you. You've not given your life to Jesus. We're going to pray. These children cannot be bolder than you. Step out and come. Just come. It's a deception that's holding you there. Okay, let us pray. If you're standing in front, I want you to pray after me. If you're in the congregation, let's pray together. You want to say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you for these little ones who've come before you. I pray that they will never return in Jesus' name. Even as Bishop Eddie received you as an 11-year-old, I pray that these ones too, that will be their testimony, that as they have received you, they will never go back. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, you can follow us on Facebook, Fountain of Life Cathedral, and on Instagram and Twitter at FOLCIDAC. God richly bless you.